1: Good morning and welcome everyone to Midday's Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend, producer, Rhino. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. We're here to guide you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and a fine music. And boy, do we got a lot to talk about and an interesting guest lineup as well. Kimberly Shipke will join us. Uh, she is the founder of Biofield Lab. She has come up with a, a new, a novel approach to alternative medicine using light and sound. She'll be on at 11.05. And then Senator Bryce Wiggins, the senator who represents Jackson County, District 52. He chairs the Senate Judiciary A Committee. He'll join us at 12.05. We'll get his thoughts about a special session and also going to talk to him a bit about the managed care program and medicaid the senator has a lot of experience with that you guys may recall that uh, a little bit of uh let's just call it impropriety was discovered with respect to uh reimbursement of drugs of medicine under the managed care program and i think we sued those folks and got back Centene, i believe Right the uh, I think so yeah MCO and I well, we get back 55 million bucks or something right or well, that's exact I think that's what we sued for one but nonetheless we have uh, got a lot of stuff going up there in Washington
2: yeah it was a hundred and forty three million dollars split between Ohio and Mississippi and uh, Mississippi got fifty five and a half million
1: yeah all right Santee, right correct yeah. And so we're going to talk about this whole concept of uh, approaching Medicaid uh, through a managed care structure and model, and the senator has a lot of experience in that because he once chaired the Medicaid committee over there in the Mississippi Senate. We're still waiting for a special session to be called. We had, of course, Commissioner Andy Gibson on yesterday, and he indicated he'd been in touch with the governor, all the state uh, leaders, statewide leaders, the lieutenant governor, the speaker of the House, about this medical marijuana program. He has expressed his personal concerns, his concerns about his agency, as uh, in terms of being involved in regulation thereof. And he, he really didn't, I guess, Rhino didn't have too much to offer in the way of, I think, we're going to have a special session on this date. What he said was, it's up to the governor. And he's right. The governor has the sole power, the exclusive authority to call a special session. And uh, I don't blame him. He didn't try to handicap that. And I don't know that the governor said, yeah, I think it's going to be on this date. I don't think he's putting his cards on the table whatsoever in terms of uh, specificity of date. Yeah, the closest
2: we've gotten to a date is sooner rather than later yeah that (laughs) which that's uh that's as vague as you want it to be
1: (laughs) yeah that's uh that's the subjective approach to answering such a question as opposed to the objective approach meanwhile up there in washington they got some problems it's uh shall we say it's a cornucopia of crises is the best way you can describe it. You got this debt ceiling problem, one of the uh, a misunderstood concept honestly the debt ceiling. And you got lots of finger pointing going on between Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer and the president etc. It's uh I mean, really, it's kind of comical. to I say comical because, once again, they're so serious about it. And, you know, Joe Biden is really laying the wood to the Republicans and how it's, I mean, catastrophic consequences if they don't get on board. Let's be clear. The Democrats can raise the debt ceiling without a single Republican vote Today. They can do that. They have chosen not to. There are two reasons, I believe, for that. This is just opinion. One is, they want the Republicans on the record as voting in voting for the debt ceiling. That's one thing. It's that, that is politically motivated, obviously. Second thing is, the only way they can pass it without the requisite 60 votes in the Senate, the supermajority, is through the reconciliation process. And there is a limit on the number of bills which can be passed through the reconciliation process during a term, a congressional term. That would be two years. And so they want to preserve those reconciliation opportunities for further harm to the nation, put it that way. So they can ram more crap through the reconciliation process. That's what this is all about. They're just not being honest about that. Rather, they point fingers at Republicans saying, You're obstructionist, you're standing in the way. People are gonna miss out on their checks and they're this and they're that and all that sort of stuff. The big one they love to play, the card they love to play to strike fear, is that Social Security benefits are going to be discontinued. Now let's be clear. Social Security is funded through a separate fund and it is it is managed separately from an accounting perspective. It takes in money from contributions you all make when you get your paycheck, pays out money in the form of benefits. It loans money to the Treasury that any excess, any surplus in terms of of, uh, receipts from payroll deductions over expenses in the form of benefits, any surplus that is accounted for is by law loaned to the treasury through special bonds called S-bonds. The Treasury pays interest on that debt, and then it has to redeem those bills when they term out. So the idea and this this fear-mongering of running out of cash without raising the debt limit so that Social Security payments could continue, I'm just going to call it what it is. It's a lie. Not true. Social Security maintains its own cash through these receipts to come in from payroll deductions. It is true that it does redeem those notes from loaning money to the, to the treasury but that is a balance sheet and I don't want to get too accounting walkie here but bottom line is the treasury can redeem those bills, those notes to Social Security should it need it for cash when they term out. Without raising the debt ceiling, because that is a balance sheet transaction. The debt has already been the expense, I should say. The liability has already been uh, the expense of interest and the liability of the debt. It's already been incurred on the balance sheet. It's a balance sheet transaction. It does not affect debt. So that's just that's fear-mongering. I, this bothers me more than anything is when these politicians know this stuff's gotten so dang complicated so convoluted, so intertwined, that even the people of Congress don't understand it. The very people that should. All those machinations behind the scenes. But they know the American people don't understand this stuff. And they shouldn't have to, honestly. But they abuse that idea on so many things. They abuse it. Well, they don't know any better. Just tell them whatever, make them scared, so they'll go pressure, get our way. They won't be honest and say we don't want to use one of these recon opportunities because we got other plans. We want to ram down the Americans, the American people's throats. They just won't be honest about it. So, could they cause pain? Yeah, they could cause pain without raising the debt ceiling. And There could be stuff. Remember the national parks, Obama. Let's go figure out the maximum amount of pain we can inflict legally. And they did and they shut down the parks. Remember the World War Two Memorial and I believe there were there were, was a tour of vets, World War II vets that went no, nope, sorry. Like Wally World in vacation. The parks Moves closed. out front day. should
2: have told you were closed. <laughs>
1: Which was just nonsense. The duplicity just kills me, folks. we got to step away right here for a break. We're going to come back with more. I think we got a giveaway today, don't we, Rhino? Uh, yes, sir. All right, we got a giveaway. we got Kimberly Shipkey coming up and Senator Bryce Wiggins later on in the program. Middays will return.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 81. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 82. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 62. And for your Thursday, sunny conditions, high near 84. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
4: Cut it left. That's right.
5: You'll always score big when you shop your home team, Ridgeland Mitsubishi. You'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the deals you'll get on every new Mitsubishi in stock. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander in stock right now with super low 1.9% APR for 60 months. That's right. 1.9% financing for 60 months on new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlanders. This will save you thousands in finance charges alone and get a free 55-inch TV on us. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it at the best possible price no matter its condition. Worried about your credit, don't stress. We, we say, say yes. Bet yes. credit, you're approved. No credit, you're approved. Our team of credit specialists are here to serve you and understand that not everyone is perfect. So come score big with your home team where you're approved at Bridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road, call 896 9600 today, or visit Bridgeland Mitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Bridgeland Mitsubishi.
6: With credit C deal with details. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please Listen carefully.
10: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine breaking news quick shots analysis all right here on Super Talk Jackson ninety seven point three.
0: Now back to midday's with Gerard here on Super Talk (laughs) Mississippi.
1: You're listening to Middays, or you could be watching. We hope you are. We are, of course, on all kind of media here. We are multimedia here at Super Talk. It is pretty cool, if you think about it. We mass communicating. You've got that right. Having fun at it, too. Uh, so, the the president, <laughs> it turns out, Senator Joe Biden... You see, this is the duplicity that just drives me bonkers. In 2006, actually, he he opposed, as a senator, raising the debt ceiling, I think four times, going back to 1984. I had to check it out. But researched that. It's been a couple of weeks. I, I apologize. Failed to write down the years. I think it's four times. I know most recently in 2006. And these four times were when Republicans had the majority in the Congress. So, in 2006, Senator Joe Biden refused to support a GOP-led effort to increase the debt ceiling and his arguments imagine this, very much resembled those of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. In fact, this is from 2006. My vote against the debt limit, this is Joe Biden speaking, my vote against the debt limit increase cannot change the fact that we have incurred this debt already and will no doubt incur more. It is a statement that I refuse to be associated with the policies that brought us to this point. are you hearing that? This guy is opposed, in 2006, he's making a statement, he's opposed to the policies that ran up the debt that incurred more expense, necessitating borrowing to cover those expenses. This from a guy who's running around the country, I believe he's in Michigan today, trying to whip up support for a $3.5 trillion, really $7 trillion, dollar spending bill. And he continues to be disingenuous and dishonest about some of the aspects of that bill. So does his White House Press Secretary, Shill Jen, um, I'll circle back to you, Saki, who continues, as recent as yesterday, to say... This is all paid for. And we're going to we've got to get this done to get tax cuts to the middle class. You know the Trump they still harping on the Trump. All the Trump tax cuts, they went to the wealthy and those dirty greedy corporations and that's what ran up all the debt. It's not true. First, it's not true that all of the tax cuts in the Trump tax bill went to corporations and the wealthy. Did more of it from a dollar perspective go to them? Well, yeah, because they paid more. This is Jethro Bodine math. You know, not times not equal not. Well, when you're paying not in taxes, you get not tax cut. But the other area and the other way in which she's being untruthful about this is that Sending checks to people and calling it tax credit when they're refundable, whether you owe any money, you have a tax liability or not, that ain't a tax cut. That's just welfare. That is redistribution. That's just helicopter money. But we got to cut those taxes for people who aren't paying any. That's just mind-boggling. Actually, for a great deal of those people, they receive money... Back from the government, not in the form of a refund because they overpaid, because they didn't—they didn't calculate out to have any taxes whatsoever for the entire year owed. Therefore, the government—that's because the government pays them money in the form of all these goofy credits and welfare redistribution programs. They want to increase that. Here's something else that both she. Jen Psaki and Biden are harping on fifty corporations who produced forty billion dollars of net profit, which paid no taxes, as if that's magically going to pay for this three and a half trillion, really seven trillion dollar deal. First, there's nothing in this. Are they saying they broke the law? (laughs) No, not whatsoever.
4: Then what's the big freaking deal? Yeah,
1: and and they were, by the way... They the laws. Not only that, this really goes back to Obama. He's the one that dramatically increased some of these immediate expensing provisions, which is why these companies... There are two reasons they're not owing any taxes. From a tax net income calculation perspective... They're able to carry forward losses they incurred in prior years. That's called NOLs, net operating losses. What the Democrats want is to eliminate that. You lose money, you still got to pay taxes. Yes, that's right. So here's the thing. They're not changing any of those rules. Even though he's running around saying these 50 companies that made $40 billion didn't pay any taxes, there is zero in either of these bills that changes that zero
2: I which is them. why I asked did they say they were breaking the law
1: not only did they not they're not changing the laws so that they would eliminate those provisions because they know that would be incredibly economically harmful and Those provisions allow companies to write off their capital expenses in the year of purchase as opposed to depreciating them over the year, and it allows them to pull forward losses they incurred while building out their company. It's not unusual for a startup company to burn through money, generate a negative cash flow, produce losses as they're building their company. And so our tax code... This is what's so complicated about implementing a so-called flat tax, because you get into this incredibly complex aspect of flat tax on what? (laughs) It's all about how to calculate the what. The tax itself, that's easy. It's getting to the what. So these are provisions that have existed for some time. Those aren't changing. So when he goes around saying, I'm going to make those 50 companies pay up, No, he's not. There's zero in this bill that does that. Nothing. There is a proposal to increase the tax rate on corporations. But the tax rate doesn't change the fact that they don't have any taxable income to apply the rate to. That's that not times not equal not deal. And I know we're getting a little wonky here. All I'm trying to do is point out when this guy runs around and all his surrogates run around and harp on this stuff, they're not being honest about it. They're just not being honest about it. And it no different than they are about the cause of the debt ceiling, the hypocrisy that he exhibits, and now saying that Mitch McConnell's going to sink the entire economy, yet... Just as recent as 2006, then-Senator Biden said, I can't sign on to that.
2: Actually, I have audio of Mitch McConnell quoting then-Senator Biden on this very topic.
11: Do it. end today with a quotation. Quote, because this massive accumulation of debt was predicted, because it was foreseeable, because it was unnecessary... Because it was the result of willful and reckless disregard for the warnings that were given and for the fundamentals of economic management, I'm voting against the debt limit increase. Now, Madam President, that was then Senator Joe Biden in March of 2006. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You know, you can't make it up.
1: How can he get away with it? Why doesn't he get called out? We're dang sure doing it on this program, in our little patch. (laughs) I mean, this is what frustrates Americans, I think, to no end, is hypocrisy, the flip-flopping, the lack of consistency. How inconsistent is that? That's not that 15 years ago. What, what, is the, what are the odds that he has no clue he even said that? I <laughs> can't remember it. You're not taking that one, are you? <laughs>
2: I don't think he remembers what he had for ice cream yesterday. Oh,
1: God. But they've suited him up, and they're putting him out there to go sell this deal, baby. We're going to come back after this break. we got to talk about the big Facebook outage yesterday. And the world was at peace (laughs) for six whole hours. That's right. (laughs) Stay with us, folks. Middays will be right back.
13: Wives, do you have trouble getting your husbands to see a doctor? Tell them the doctor has a boat for sale. At Man Up MD, we understand most men don't have a doctor, but they should. Man Up MD is a men's clinic designed for men by men to handle manly issues. From day-to-day primary care to reclaiming your energy and vigor, Man Up MD can keep you healthy and feeling your best. Check us out at menshealthmississippi.com. That's menshealthms.com.
12: This is Dennis Stevenson. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Callaway's has everything you need, from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw, to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Callaway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaways offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaways in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaways is. Callaways
14: is. Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaways is.
3: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
15: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Today, there are an additional 947 cases of COVID-19 in Mississippi and 61 deaths. 11 deaths occurred between September 16th and October 2nd. 50 deaths, which occurred between August 20th and September 29th, were identified from death certificate reports. There are 66 ongoing outbreaks of COVID-19 in long-term care facilities. And Mississippi is suing Tennessee in a case Attorney General Lynn Fitch believes is about original jurisdiction. The U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments Monday in a dispute involving Memphis light gas and water. Fitch says they siphoned more than 400 billion gallons of Mississippi groundwater for their own use and sale.
16: It created a, there's a, called a cone of depression in DeSoto County. And so when all that happened, it
12: certainly put all of our water um, at risk of of degradation.
15: They want the practice stopped and are asking for restitution. I'm Andy Davis.
7: This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com.
8: Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, this is Stephen with Americans for Prosperity, Mississippi.
1: And Roger Daltrey, Keith Moon, members of The Who, bumping us into this segment. We learned in doing a little research after the Carlos Santana interview that The Who played a whole lot of songs at Woodstock, didn't it? What did we say? 24? 20,
2: 21.
1: 21.
2: 21 songs that list.
1: Uh, did Townsend bring enough guitars for the... <laughs> He tears them up, smashes them into little pieces. But,
2: no, they're not listening to us. We just happened to talk about that and talk about Woodstock, and then for the next three days my phone kept trying to sell me those <laughs> necklaces with a piece of wood from the stage at Woodstock. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Oh, me. Wow. Imagine Woodstock with cell phones. <laughs> Folks, rhinos doubled over because I know what's going through your head, or the images of everything that would have been captured.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that would not be a a coffee table book.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh! But we uh, digress a bit. But the who made me think about that? Great, great sound, great tune. Um, so. You know, Senator Kristen Sinema out there in Arizona <laughs> followed into the bathroom. <laughs> Just nuts. We've talked about that yesterday. She was also harassed at the airport and then on the airplane. Hats off to her for maintaining her
2: composure. If I'm not mistaken, it's all the same protester, or the same group of protesters.
1: It has been revealed, at least suggested, that it's George Soros funded. I don't know. It seems like everything that comes from the left. George Soros funded it! Uh, May or may not be true. Plausible, for sure. Definitely plausible. Well, the president got questioned about this incident yesterday, or day before, maybe, and this is what he had to say.
4: Uh, Mr. President, just one Mr. President. Uh, you're talking about how you have 48 Democratic votes right now. The other two uh, have been pressured over the weekend
8: by activists. Joe Manchin had people on kayaks show up to his boat. T.L. Adam, Senator Sinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line?
11: I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people. Who have Secret Service standing around them? Um, so uh, it's it's, it's a part of the process. Yes,
5: so, sir. a lot of people have been trying to attack immigration.
2: Uh, really? Why? It's a on. part of the process to film
1: women in the bathroom. Huh? I see. Well, there's there's something that really stuck out about his response there when he said, "Only people that have Secret Service around them." Escape such harassment. You're privileged. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You got secret service? Curse you. Pox on you. You're privileged. You got to go. Is that not true? That's what we hear. What could be more privileged than that? That... That was the dumbest political statement, I think, I've ever heard. Honestly. Within his own party. Oh, it's just part of the process. She's in his party, right? What kills me is that
2: everybody's focusing on the two senators. Like Bernie Sanders coming out and saying, we, we can't allow two senators to dictate the, the direction of this country. Like they're completely ignoring the other 50 that are against it.
1: (laughs) Not only that, he almost single-handedly conceived of and designed that legislation. It's his wish list. He's in charge. A lot of people wonder who's in charge. I submit it's Bernie Sanders. That's his bill. That's his wish. It's what he campaigned on. But we were told, oh, no, Joe Biden's a moderate. Why is he therefore uh, uh, acquiescing to the far left in his party? I don't see him capitulating whatsoever to the so-called moderates. Quite the opposite. So that in itself seems to be dishonest. But let's see. He needs her vote to get his agenda through, right? is the best way to get her vote to say, Oh, don't worry about that. It's just part of the process. I submit he just caused her to be more determined, more entrenched.
2: Yeah, on the ceasefire text line from Chris and Tupelo, those tactics would just make me dig in that much harder against it if I were Senator Cinema.
1: I think Chris is right. I think that's exactly what is going to happen. And I also, you've got to think to some extent, the left-wing constituency of her party, is she is alienating them, or they're alienating her is kind of, uh, uh, both ways, works both ways there. I, I just think it's a political miscalculation, that statement was, in my view. And it's pretty clear they sense problems at the midterms, and they are determined to ramp everything they can through right now but what bothers me more than anything is is all this accounting gimmickry they're going to try to apply to get under this threshold and mansion and cinema and the moderate say okay I'm good with that and it's again more duplicity, more dishonesty because these programs ain't ever going away once they get implemented. And we know that. That's just so clear. So I think the best hope we have is keep doing that, Joe. Keep keep alienating the very people you need to be on board. Sometimes you got to do things even in business that they're uncomfortable. They're awkward. But you just got to do them provided you're not obviously breaking the law. Not calling for that. Sometimes you got to swallow the old pride and rather than being as dismissive as he was, he could have scored some points with her if he'd have said, you know, this is bad. And Of course, he jumps on the Border Patrol. They'll suffer the full consequences for whipping people with whips, which was a complete lie. But as far as these left-wing harassers of a U.S. senator that's in his party... He just dismisses it. He just blows right through it. That's just part of the process. He could have scored big time with her. If he would have, I don't know, called for an investigation, maybe there's nothing illegal about following someone into the bathroom. Pretty sure it's
2: illegal to film
1: somebody in the bathroom. That you would think that would be that would violate some sort of privacy. I mean, it's crazy. If
2: um, nothing else, it would be against the rules of the college campus, and then she could be charged with trespassing. Yes,
1: yeah, that's, that's true. She's not a student on campus. No. That's being the activist. Right. But uh, as a member of the faculty, I, I guess, right? I don't know how that works. The administration, I mean, she's probably being paid by the university. Let's put it that way. The activist? No, no, no. Uh, Kristen, she was lecturing, yeah, she was, I believe. she's a lecturer, yeah. 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 So uh, you would think she would be entitled to the same protections that students would be. Uh, you, it certainly wouldn't make sense for those rules and policies to not apply to members of the faculty administration, subcontractors, etc. So that's, I don't know, it's a bizarre thing. I, I think he miscalculated that whole deal. And I, I think it was—it's going to come back to get to him. So let's talk about the old Facebook outage. Jeez. good old face page. Six about six hours. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp—all down. The largest Facebook outage ever. Ten point six million problem reports globally. The stock got hammered. And then you got this whistleblower. We got to talk about that too. Who came out? But the root cause, as we say in the IT industry, the RCA. We got to do a root cause analysis of what caused this uh, outage. Uh, we'll break that down a little bit. Whether or not it is they're being truthful about it, I don't know. Is their explanation plausible as the root cause? Absolutely. I can say that in my professional opinion, having dealt with those problems operating data centers. Is that what happened? Don't know. We'll take a break right here. Come back and discuss that. Stay with us. Ready,
4: hit, hop, hop. Monster Jackson is sacking the competition with an all-out savings blitz you'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the savings we're offering on every new and pre-owned Mazda in stock. Get 0% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0% on every new Mazda in stock. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. There are No false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Our team of credit specialists are here to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. So come in today, because we're blitzing the competition and saving you big at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our own new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397955 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. With her friends, we'll see you for details.
10: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
17: I'm Lauren McGraw with got Go. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event, too big or too small. When you got to go, please call got Go, 601-879-3969.
11: This is the opening agri market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up three twenty to 108.13. March cotton was up two sixty-six to one hundred five twenty-five. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were up six and three quarters to twelve forty two and a half per bushel. January soybeans were up six and a half to twelve fifty-two and three quarters per bushel. December corn, was down one and three quarters to five thirty nine per bushel. March corn was down two and three quarters to five forty seven per bushel. At the Mercantile December live cattle was up twelve to one twenty eight seventeen. February live cattle was up sixty five to one thirty three oh two. November feeders up one sixty seven to one fifty six seventy. January feeders up ninety five to one fifty six fifty. And at this hour the Dow Jones is up three hundred and ninety two points thirty four thousand four oh three. I'm Dixon Williams and it's the Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
13: Where has the Pioneer Audio Tour taken me today? I'll give you a hint. In my left hand, I'm holding a clump of soil. And its color? Red. I'm at Pioneer's R&D Center in Union City, Tennessee. It's the middle of July and it's 98 degrees. I'm here to talk about the corn revolution, Pioneer's advances in genetics, breeding, technology, and testing. Now, normally when you think of corn, you think Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Nebraska, Kansas, the usual suspects, but Pioneer knows red dirt as well as black, with research centers, test plots, breeders, and agronomists outside what we traditionally think of as the corn belt. This way, Pioneer can develop local products for local farms wherever they are. The R&D Center in Union City, Tennessee. Another place that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. Arm yourself
0: with everything you need to take on your day.
13: Wake up with Gallo
0: tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios today. Tomorrow, you know, we're going to be down there at Cruising the Coast. America's largest block party, Cruising the Coast, celebrates its 25th anniversary with nonstop fun and entertainment from October 3rd through October 10th. On the Gulf Coast, Middays with Gerard will be there Wednesday at the Biloxi Town Green. For more info about Cruising the Coast, go to CruisingTheCoast.com.
2: Yeah, I heard USA Today called them the number one car show in the country.
1: I've been seeing some of the photos shared. Awesome. Really cool. Looking forward to it. Going to be fun. No place like it on Earth for that week. That's pretty cool. And the weather looks fantastic as well, so... I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. I like the show, but could you pronounce president correctly? <laughs> that on the ceasefire tax line. Well, the background on that, in case uh, you weren't listening when I shared that, was uh, it goes back to Richard M. Nixon. Millhouse Nixon was his middle name when he made his famous speech. And that's the way he pronounced The people in that part of the country, I think he's from Pennsylvania, a Quaker, if I'm not mistaken. That's the way they pronounce. A lot of people know, want to know whether or not their president is a crook. <laughs> oh gosh, um, you know. Speaking of which,
2: yeah, Nixon was a Quaker, but he was born in Southern California.
1: Okay, got gotcha. you. Well, that's not a Southern California accent whatsoever. No, he definitely had another
2: accent that he affected.
1: Yeah, that's more of a uh, Eastern Kentucky, West Virginia, Western Pennsylvania type accent. But anywho, so we were talking about uh, Amanda from Pike County. Who's Nixon? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Facebook and their little problems yesterday. So. What they are reporting as the cause is a router, a routing issue, communications between their servers, which are housed in their data centers and third-party data centers throughout the globe. And there are protocols that routers use, both edge routers and core routers they use to essentially distribute the traffic if you will, the IP traffic, the digital traffic, around their data centers. And there are a number of protocols. One of those is called BGP. It stands for Border Gateway Protocol. And it's what keeps the routers from the various installations communicating and sort of in sync. They say they had a configuration problem in their BGP that – that uh, shut things down and caused the communications between the facilities to cease and when that happens essentially their whole backbone goes down and and they can't they can't publish and you can't access so all of that's perfectly plausible from a technical perspective and having been involved in that quite a bit The code in a router, to configure a router, is fairly cryptic. It's command-line cryptic kind of code. And you can make one little boo-boo and really screw stuff up. And then it's hard to kind of diagnose and figure out where that's coming from. That's what they're they're saying. Oh, there's the extra semicolon. Yeah, could be, literally. Out of
2: 20-something thousand lines.
1: That could be, absolutely right. And, and there are tools to kind of help you with that, but nonetheless, it takes lots of smart folks, and, and uh, it takes time. So this is their official statement and position. Uh, that is a lot of time, and, and, you know, a lot of people are affected by that. There are A lot of businesses, that is their sole source of promotion and advertising and drives a lot of business. Uh, especially small, mid-sized businesses. So uh, the stock plummeted on that issue, as well as this whistleblower. Now, i got to tell you, this whistleblower, I'm skeptical. I'm really skeptical. I think there's an axe to grind there. <clears throat> I also have... The issue I have is publishing a platform, as, as they do, Facebook, where people put all this content out that she's saying is harmful. And I'm not disagreeing with her, but you you get into this censorship situation. Do I have issues with their inconsistency in censorship? Yeah. I think it's crazy to censor Trump, but, you know, allow and promote all these bad guys in the Middle East, these terrorists. I think that's a problem. But is something going on at the home that's causing young people to get on there and hate so much? Isn't that the root cause? I don't know. The great Grand Funk Railroad, Mark Farner, Mark Don and Mill bumping us out of this segment. When we come back after the news, Kimberly Shipke, the founder of Biofield Lab. New approaches to medicine. We're gonna talk about that after the break.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone Tree Pros, 601 345
18: 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. A former Facebook product manager, Francis Haugen, tells senators company leadership knows their products cause the spread of disinformation and divisiveness and can harm some young users' mental health.
19: The company's leadership knows
11: how to make Facebook and Instagram safer. But won't make the necessary changes because they have put their astronomical profits before people.
18: She says the company needs more government oversight. Facebook says her claims are misleading. President Biden met virtually with congressional Democrats this morning about ending their intra-party standoff over infrastructure and social spending.
17: He's going to be taking his
7: message on the road, traveling to Michigan to stump for his agenda. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi insists that these negotiations continue. She admits that progressives are not going to get everything they want. The White House is not putting a hard deadline on when these negotiations should wrap up. They only insist it'll go on as long
13: as it takes.
18: Fox's Mark Meredith at the White House. America's listening to Fox News.
0: Nicely done, Beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you too. Because your savory snacks fuel the
10: gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable
11: protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking. At Beef, it's what's for dinner com. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over 340,000 Mississippi children will benefit from two rounds of payments to be issued by two state agencies.
7: $245 million in pandemic EBT benefits will be issued later this month for students who qualify for free or reduced lunches through two lump sum payments. First for the summer of 2021 and second for the 2020 and 21 school year the second round of payments are meant to help families make up for the additional food costs incurred during the school closures of the previous academic year
16: kratom is often used as an alternative to treat pain and it's become increasingly prevalent in mississippi communities and it's unregulated State Senator Jeff Tate filed a bill in 2020 to make it a Schedule One drug, but it didn't make it. He plans to do the same thing in the next session. Freedom is legal in the state, but a few cities and counties have banned it. I'm Kelly Bennett.
4: We're the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation offices.
12: Farm Bureau is a grassroots organization with county offices serving all 82 counties. From Adams to Yazoo and every county in between, we have local county boards affecting change all across Mississippi. And every Farm Bureau employee is working to improve the quality of life for everyone in the state. When Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To
5: learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org.
21: near you.
16: Agriculture Commissioner Andy Gibson told Supertalk the current medical marijuana proposal is unworkable for his agency.
12: Department of Agriculture would be in charge of licensing and oversight of cultivation, processing, transportation, and destruction of the leftover product. And we don't do any of those things. And so it would be expensive, duplicative in some cases. And again, if it's a medical program, why not make it a medical program?
16: It remains to be seen whether Governor Reeves will call a special session on the issue. A young man from the Mississippi Delta is competing on the Food Network's Halloween Wars. Corderius Allen, also known as the Cake Goat, told Rebecca Turner on Good Things he had the time of his life filming the competition. Corderius said his inspiration came from his mom. I
18: started making cupcakes in the
11: community, so I just wanted to tap in a little bit and say, "Hey, I know how to do cake too." So I jumped into cake. So my mom tried me the most, and we got my business
21: started that way. I'm Kelly Bennett. Here's an important message from Clyde DeChamp, EMS Board Representative to the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance.
0: Mississippi has a serious paramedic shortage. Are you looking for a career change? Do you want to do something more meaningful? Paramedics literally hold people's lives in their hands on a daily basis. We're not talking about driving fast, we're talking about interpreting EKGs, administering medications that stabilize failing hearts raise blood pressures and relieve chest pain. We're talking about performing medical procedures that can literally make a difference between life and death. If you think you might be ready for a career change, it's time to join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference
21: on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Tuesday, headed down to the coast after the show for cruising the coast tomorrow. We'll be there at uh, Biloxi broadcasting live, and Rhino will be back in the studio holding down the fort. Joining us now, we've got uh, Miss Kimberly Shipke. Did I say it right, Kimberly?
19: You did. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: All right, so we wanted to have you on to talk about uh, the company you founded, Biofield Lab, and uh, some of the work you're doing with some rather innovative medical treatments. Tell us what it's all about.
19: Well, after I received my master's in biomedical engineering at Mississippi State, my first job was overseeing clinical trials for big pharmaceutical companies. So I would hear the study drug versus the placebo and how many people died in the study, how many people's faces were twitching and hosp- how many people were hospitalized. And it totally um, kind of scared me a little bit, just seeing what was going on with this chemistry-based uh, form of medicine. And so I s- actually had a seizure. I, I, they ran $10,000 worth of tests, couldn't figure out what was wrong with me at the hospital and it was alternative therapies that actually helped save my life. And I had tried acupuncture and that, that helped and then I also stopped taking birth control pills which I had been taking for almost 10 years and that had started to deposit in my pineal gland and so I took some homeopathic drops to help clear that out and I started to feel like a brand new person and it cost less than $100 for all of this different treatments and it was really effective when you know as i said ten thousand dollars worth of tests and they couldn't figure out anything that was wrong so looking at me more at the body more from an electric and um, more from a physics standpoint you know just seemed logical so i started studying what's known as the biofield so the energy that's outside of the body that is outside of the visible spectrum so you can't see it so I started with thermal imaging cameras where you can see the heat that the body gives off that normally you couldn't see it, but if you're standing next to somebody who's just done a workout, you can feel the heat coming off of their body. But you know, just like the earth has a thermosphere, the body also has this thermosphere and how we can prepare for the weather is by, by monitoring those those types of things. So same thing with the human body. I found that it's really useful to see where is your body you know, consuming a lot of energy, whereas they are not any energy. So, for example, being able to see a dental infection that somebody has, you know, in their teeth that they might not be aware of and seeing how that's affecting, mm-hmm. you know, their lymphatics and their drainage. Um, breast cancer, you can see the blood vessels that are feeding the tumor six years before it would be large enough to be able to see it on a mammogram or an ultrasound. So, you're able to see that these things are happening long before you know they actually become you know a problem so when you talk and also
1: go ahead oh no i was just going to ask when you talk about seeing these things specifically can you describe what that process looks like what what the okay yeah um, so yeah go ahead with a
19: thermal with a thermal imaging camera when you're looking at the body Um, things that are kind of more normal temperature would show up green, that kind of middle of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. And if things, areas are really hot, if there was an infection or a lot of like sore muscles in, in a person's back, you'd see that as, you know, this bright red, fiery red, that these muscles are really, might be really inflamed. But it also gives, like when people talk about pain, It said, you know, usually they'll say on a scale of one to 10, how bad does it hurt? But with this thermal imaging camera, you can actually quantify and put, you know, their lower back is, you know, two degrees hotter than everywhere else on their body. So you can, you know, start to put some kind of more, you know, data and numbers to pain rather than just a subjective, like, one to 10 scale. Mm hmm and then areas where there's not much energy flow like let's say a person has really bad circulation or they're starting to have neuropathy and their in their fingertips or in their toes you would see that as the more blue scale so more blue cold and you know if it's really bad then you know you can't even they don't even show up in the image at all so i've been able to see you know not only looking at people's bodies and what you know, how their body's consuming energy, where is it spending a lot of energy and where is there not enough? But I've watched people who do more ener- energy-based healing, like qigong, where people move energy in- within their hands and within their body and they'll he- do healing that way. So I've been able to see the hands of healers and watch over time, within actually seconds, that the palms of their hands will heat up and get really really hot and they're moving this energy you know really just with their thought and with this intention and and all of the practice that goes into uh, doing qigong
1: and so you're using tuning forks and green laser lights as part of this i mean those are your tools right
19: yeah those are my tools to help affect change so thermal imaging is more just you know you're looking at the body the body's actually radiating heat to the camera so we're not putting anything into the body like x-rays you know that that kind of puts a frequency into the body um so the input that i'm giving to the body is with coherent sound tuning forks they're used to uh tune pianos tune instruments i see the body as a as a as a as an instrument and so by using a tuning fork what we've been able to find is you know if we were to hold it over a person's adrenals and they've got a lot of anxiety you can hear the change in the pure pure tone of the fork it will start to sound and it will vibrate almost as much you know as that kind of fear and that adrenaline pumping in that person's adrenals Hmm. but it's like tuning a guitar so if there were two people One person had a guitar that was in tune and a person had a guitar that was in tune. You keep playing that in tune note, then the guitar that's out of tune, they'll make subtle changes and eventually they'll also become in tune. Mm. So with the tuning forks, that's one of the things that we've been able to do is to, you know, help tune into different, you know, parts of the body or different parts around the body. And the body hears that it's off. And so really it auto tunes itself. I just, you know, put the tuning fork in that space but the body's really doing all of the work and similar thing with the the laser so lasers are also coherent light and i use green as i said that's the the middle of the spectrum red orange yellow they're really stimulating colors that's why they're used in fast food logos and (laughs) um and it's contraindicated to use those colors sometimes because if a person's uh, if their central nervous system is already overstimulated then stimulating their body more with red can could be you know too much and conversely with blue indigo violet any of those colors they can relax and suppress the body and that's also could be contraindicated for some people so green um i felt really safe and really comfortable working with green to help kind of neutralize this energy field that that's around our body that can get so charged
1: so uh, we got just a couple of minutes left. Tell us what some of the uh, applications are in terms of uh, diseases or symptoms that you expect could be treated uh, or diagnosed uh, with this sort of technology.
19: Well, I've I've been able to help people who've got Parkinson's. That's kind of like a chaotic electric field. Yeah. So bringing in that coherent output of a tuning fork and lasers, that's been able to really help with that. Uh, people with. Uh, head injuries. I've worked on former Denver Broncos football players and it's the static around the head you can hear that with the tuning fork from all of those those head injuries um, and also with um, Alzheimer's I've had some good results where about six inches off of the right side of the forehead it's uh, there's kind of a gap of sound there so I've been able to help um, you know people who were starting it was right at the beginning like where they were starting to forget what they were saying so not far on Alzheimer's but early on being able to catch it and, and using the tuning fork. So I've been able to help a lot of different things, That's even um, people who have phantom limb pain. So, you know, there's not even you know, I'm working in the energy field of where their their limbs or arms, you know, used to be, I've been able to help with that as well. But really a broad variety helping people with it. Like I said, anxiety, if their adrenals are, are really overactive, really helping them to kind of settle down and find the stillness on the inside Wow. Really help.
1: It's totally fascinating. Do, do you uh, do you own Biofield Lab uh, solely, Kimberly? Do you have some investors, partners? I do. Yeah,
19: okay. I do. It's it's just me, but I would love to have some investors. <laughs> are, you, um, are you pitching? I, I've got an idea for a, I have an idea for a, a device that would uh, measure this human atmosphere so wow. change, subtle changes in pressure and temperature and uh, different volumes around the body um i'd love to
1: different approach to so many applications people. really cool stuff fascinating and uh, thanks for joining us and, and sharing your story and and educating us somewhat on this uh, uh which is groundbreaking approach to uh curing and treating the human
19: body thank you so much thanks for having me you got this it it's fun
1: We'll take a break right here. That was fascinating, folks. We'll come back with more talk on Middays. Big Pop invites you to the Capital City Gun Show this weekend, Saturday, October
12: 9th. Show hours will be 9 to 5. Sunday, October the 10th. Show hours will be 10 to 5. There'll be plenty of buying, selling, trading, gun appraisals. All federal, state, local laws must apply. And this fall, we're adding football to the big screen to see. I-55 South,
11: Elton Road exit at the Wahhabi Shrine Temple. Adult admissions, $8. Kids, 6 to $11, $2. See y'all this weekend at the Capital City Gun Show.
4: i wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy
17: there is colony bistro and wine bar just opened right next door to colony wine market in madison they have 32 wines by the glass wine glides and the food is terrific
4: yes get your purse sweetie
10: you wanted it and it's back vicari auctions is returning to the coast for the 25th anniversary of cruising the coast four full days of auctioning bliss mustangs kudas Chevelles, woody wagons, all for sale at at the Cary Auction. October 6th through the 9th. Hundreds of the finest collector cars are expected to cross the auction block. And over 700 memorabilia items offered. The Cary Auction has
21: something for everyone. To
10: register or get a sneak peek, visit thecaryauction.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On
0: Super Talk Mississippi. Let's
4: Headlights I made it down the coast In 17 hours Picking me a bouquet Of dogwood Welcome back everyone Middays
1: right, can see my Coming at you from the Superstalk Studios On this Tuesday a little fallish feeling outside Certainly did last night After the sun went down Oh yeah I thought But it's October We got State Fair in town tomorrow. Kicks off tomorrow and will run all the way through the 17th. Man. And, uh, again, looks like some good weather for that. Folks want to get out and about, etc. That was really, um, that was fascinating with uh, Ms. Shipkey. It's uh, impressive. And, it you know, it makes sense. And, and, honestly, I like to see this because I think it, I think it's just another example of what I have felt, uh, for some time, is the only way really to solve this sharp and continuous rise in healthcare costs, which is through novel technology such as this. I mean, that was one of the main points she made: was that her approach, her tools, her methods, and techniques provide cures at a, a much lower cost than traditional approaches do and it, you could tell this is this is evolving i mean this is burgeoning technology and i bet you'll see more of that coming about but this is the way it's it's human innovation this is how we solve those problems it's this is how we address the and bend the cost curve not government not all kinds of crazy insurance shell game schemes, that doesn't do squat. That's been proven. Doesn't do squat. So all the best to her, and I hope she keeps discovering more applications and expanding use of the technology, and I feel like she will. She seems like a a brilliant individual. So,
2: Well, I mean, look at it this way. If she's on the right track, then that's the first step towards Star (laughs) Trek-style medicine.
1: Kind of is, isn't it? This is what I was thinking about when she was talking about it. When the good doctor would diagnose Jim with a tuning fork, wasn't it? Something like that. And a laser. <laughs> Those were his primary tools, the surgeon. Uh, really cool, I think. So, good luck to her in, uh, in all that she does. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. Yes, uh, I just got in the car. Yeah, here we go. Thank you, Rhino. I just got in the car and heard the very last couple of sentences of the last segment. I'm interested to know who the guest was that was talking about this uh, medical treatment. It's Kimberly Shipke. The company is Biofield Lab, and it's the website is biofieldlab.com. Very cool. So, yeah, Crosby Simmons of Inverness. He's interested in making an investment. I would be as well. It didn't sound like she was open to that right now, but probably waiting for the right time to start pitching it. What do you think? I
2: don't know. I, I, I think I heard a little bit of it. Yeah, go ahead. If you got money, throw it my way in oh, the voice.
1: Okay. Well, all right. I can hook her up with some folks that can help her with that. Definitely. Uh, I'm involved in an angel fund right here, Central Mississippi Angel Fund. I'm on the board and an investor in that. Would love to see her pitch the fund and maybe make a, take a position. That would be awesome in my view, uh, just one way. And we also allow sidecar investments from members of the board as well. So anyhow, uh, didn't the doctor character on Star Trek get his training at UMC? That does ring a bell. I'd have to double-check. That'd be cool. I didn't know that. That'd be very cool. Oh, gosh. The friendly California commie weighs in. Human atmosphere, lasers, and tuning forks. That was great. (laughs) My chakra is glowing bright orange after learning about biofield. Yeah,
2: according to uh, the Star Trek database. Really? Uh, he he retired as an admiral, but yeah, Dr. McCoy, Leonard H. McCoy, better known as Bones. Yeah? Studied at the University of Mississippi in the fictitious universe of Star Trek from the years 2245 to 2249, and then medical school at UMMC, 2249
1: to 2253. I, I'm Johnny Carson on that one. I did not know that. Honestly, that's some cool trivia there.
2: So, famously played by DeForest
1: Kelly. So, of course, anything like that, right, related to the show, was part of the script somewhere along the line. Isn't that right? Or is it just, usually? yeah. yeah.
2: Sometimes mean, you get, in, in those expanded universes where they've been around for decades, sometimes you get character information from extraneous sources, okay. like a book was written that... Yeah, it takes place in the universe, and it was put out by the by the official people, but it may not be considered canon. Okay, gotcha.
1: I just wonder if at some point on the show, in, in an episode, was that discussed? Did he talk about his medical training and refer to UMMC? That'd be cool if that's the case. Mr. West says, dang, you guys on the C Spire text line, dang, you guys got Kimbo on the air. Tell her Dub said, hey, smart woman. She certainly does appear to be a very smart woman. That's that's pretty clear. And uh, that was cool. We uh, appreciate Alex for uh, getting her on. Uh, great guest and fascinating stuff. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> Facebook was dumping evidence when they were down <laughs> is a contention on the ceasefire text line. I mean, the issue here that this whistleblower is on the Hill, by the way, testifying about is how they look the other way when content was published by users where the content was uh, really just ad hominem attacks on others <clears throat> and all sorts of personal humiliation There's no question that social media has provided a platform to do that so that more people can experience it and consume it.
2: I just wouldn't hold my breath of anything happening with this whistleblower if nothing really seriously happened with Cambridge Analytica.
1: And explain that. I agree with you, but explain that. The,
2: the Cambridge Analytica debacle was, during the 2016 election, Cambridge Analytica, I believe it was a British company, yep. was allowed access to almost 90 million Facebook accounts through Facebook's backdoor advertising kind of deal. Yep. And they could look at pretty much anything and everything in your profile and the entire history of your profile if you were in that 90 million people. And they used that data to craft... Campaigns, Yep. Or so, to consult on the crafting of campaigns.
1: And that is thought to have an impact on the election, on voters, influencing them.
2: But the fact that a third party had access to 90 million people's information with little to no checks and balances, and Facebook's still up and around, nothing really big happened to them. So I think this one whistleblower than to grind isn't really going to get a whole lot accomplished.
1: I don't think so either. it also this whistleblower has a bit of a history of these kind of um, sort of come forward acts. It is reported to be a leftist activist, a rep by a lawyer who by the way was a, a, a whistleblower. Uh, behind the Trump impeachment, or I should say the lawyer was behind the Trump impeachment as well, had some activity there. So she has a record of donations to far-left Democrats and a history of raising issues about bias at previous employers. And She worked at uh, Pinterest. She worked at Google. Uh, she said that she was worn down by being a woman in tech. The last team I was on at Google, it was a transsexual engineering director. And as a result, we had more transsexual women than cis women on our team. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I I think there's more to it than meets the eye here. Also, okay, what do you want to do? So this is the problem. You want government to step in and start regulating content on Facebook. I think, I, I think really the Section two hundred and thirty exemption is. That's about as far as I could go, and even that I'm shaky. I just think if government gets involved, they're going to make it way worse than it is. They're not going to solve any problem. They're going to create more problems. So, I think the key here is, if you've got problems with your children, you do your best to keep them off the, the platform. But more importantly. Who's raising kids that are so mean like this? I don't get it. Well, Bill Withers is bumping us out here. we got more to talk about. And then Senator Bryce Wiggins at 12.05 and a giveaway coming up on the program. Stay with us. It ain't too
14: bad the way you and me,
3: cause I sure am you. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 81. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 82. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 62. And for your Thursday, sunny conditions, high near 84. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
7: Access to quality health care is essential to building a healthier and stronger Mississippi. At AmeriGroup, we're doing everything we can to make that a reality. Since 2020, we've invested over $2 million through grants and donations to support Mississippi communities. From rural nursing scholarships to the state's first prescription food program, this is just the beginning of AmeriGroup's commitment to enrich the lives of every Mississippian. Learn more at AmeriGroupMS.com.
5: A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering store-wide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas, or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. d and s Diamonds and jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood, in front of J.C.
0: Find new roads.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over 340,000 Mississippi children will benefit from two rounds of payments to be issued by two state agencies.
7: $245 million in pandemic EBT benefits will be issued later this month for students who qualify for free or reduced lunches through two lump sum payments. First, for the summer of 2021, and second, for the 2020 and 21 school year. The second round of payments are meant to help families make up for the additional food costs incurred during the school closure of the previous academic year.
16: Kratom is often used as an alternative to treat pain, and it's become increasingly prevalent in Mississippi communities, and it's unregulated. State Senator Jeff Tate filed a bill in 2020 to make it a Schedule I drug, but it didn't make it. He plans to do the same thing in the next session. Kratom is legal in the state, but a few cities and counties have banned it. I'm Kelly Bennett.
18: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's.
1: everyone. That's the great Grand Funk Railroad sends a good man's brother bumping us into this segment. Thank you for that, Rhino. That was on the all head request line. Let's see. Uh, so, starts at home. Block the apps on the phone, says CJ from Madison on the C text line referring to the rather hostile content that this whistleblower is talking about that Facebook looked the other way on. And they made the statement. This this is the problem. Our society has become so voyeuristic, so fascinated with this constant eye poking, pound of flesh sort of activity and exchanges between humans. We're, we're, we're the blame. We consume it. We. Too many in our society actually like it. They like to see it. Yeah, go get them. And with respect to, in this case, young girls, which is what the whistleblower is talking about, young girls are just mean to each other. They always have been, hadn't they? I don't think it's anything new. But this no question the platform does provide more opportunity.
2: Pretty sure that movie Mean Girls made Lindsay Lohan a bunch of money long before social media that's, was a thing. That's right. Forgot
1: about that. Uh, gosh, it's. I just I don't know why they're so mean. I mean it's, I'm not trying to pick on girls, and just girls. So our whole society has evolved into this this pound of flesh mentality, and I. I'm going to I gotta, I'm gonna got I'm going to you I'm going to one up you you know it's just crazy and and social media no question has provided a uh, a greater opportunity for that because so many other people see it and and those who do it are motivated by the reaction they get from people who actually applaud it and enjoy it join in now, that's the problem I I don't see – I get concerned about, again, Facebook, or any social media platform for that matter, being subjected to some sorts of rules and regulations on defining what is hate speech. They've actually got fairly decent policies on that now, in terms of certainly video and and, uh, even still photographic content mean that's all handled, for the most part, by uh, algorithms. I mean, it's all automated. It's not humans that are sitting there looking at every video. Obviously, it's impossible.
2: Right, but you do have the horror stories of big tech companies hiring people for little to nothing to sit there and verify certain pictures or videos that the algorithm identified to help the algorithm that's learn. That's exactly right. It's machine And learning. to turn over anything that may be
1: illegal. That's right. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's twofold. It's one is to uh intensify and enhance the learning process, the machine learning process, and two is stuff that slip through the algorithms they they handle, they manage. But I, I just and you've got both sides politically calling for some degree of regulation and there are different levels. My opinion is the left, what they seek, and I think this whistleblower seeks, is for the government to step in such that these platforms turn into nothing but leftist sounding boards. That's what they want. I think they want to suppress anything, any content which is in disagreement or in conflict with their ideology and their worldview. I think that's what they seek here. The conservatives on the other side that are trying to get these platforms to be what they deem as, uh, they deem them to be unfair, they're trying to get them to be a little more accommodating of their points of view. But what the left wants is to suppress all points of view that disagree with theirs. That's ultimately what they want here. It, and I think her coming forward and calling attention to this situation with uh, uh, the hostile content that is exchanged by, by young people, young users, that's causing problems, I, honestly, I just think that's the Trojan horse for what they really want, which is government control of these platforms, because they view that as an opportunity for the government to remain under the control of their side, and therefore they, they would essentially use these platforms as, as their their own assets. Many think that kind of happens now. I mean, it's, I think it's been pretty widely established that Google, who, by the way, I find to be the most left-leaning of all of honestly, and to some extent the most devious, their search engines... Yeah, they're optimized somewhat to give preferential treatment to leftist content. I think that's true, especially during election season. Uh, Because the people that are involved in training the algorithms, I think that's the way they lean. So it's, it's just kind of a byproduct of that. So... Uh, anyhow, that's just kind of what I'm thinking is gonna happen. Facebook is already one sided leftist platform. They deleted block and ban anyone who posts or says thing that goes against what they think. That's on the ceasefire text line. I, I disagree with that. I think most of what I post on Facebook would be deemed as inconsistent with their their views. Is it true that they may ban more or block more, remove more content that comes from the right? I don't know. I don't have any data to prove that. Do most of the staff and the executives lean left? I think that's true. I think that's accurate. But there's still an awful lot of right-leaning content. It's pretty widely disseminated on the platform. So it if you imagine if government took over, all of that would be gone, in my opinion. I think that's where or, or they just spent all their cycles up in the Congress arguing about they didn't delete that post. We gotta have an investigation immediately. Especially if it's a post that somebody put out there about them, right? Off with their heads! Congressional
2: hearings on memes.
1: <laughs> that I mean, that's the risk of that kind of stuff. And how many how many DOJ people would you have to have to go police that? <laughs> you think it's it bad? It would
2: be if- kind of funny to see the congressional suits trying to parse out Internet slang. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know I've shared this one before, but i never forget, I think, maybe the first visit that Zuckerberg and, and uh, oh, shoot, Apple, Cook, and Tom over there at Twitter, when they went up. And one of those senators said, how exactly do you make money? <laughs> they had no idea of what the business model consisted of. Uh, just crazy. On the ceasefire text line, do you support government taking over it? I do not whatsoever. I 100% oppose government intervening and taking over. I mean, I might be able to get on board with very modest regulation, but I'd have to see it. I think we all lose. I just do. They just screw everything up. Uh, God help us, just get us to a fair and legitimate election in 2022. Yeah, I'm all for that, too. Uh, we need to worry about – by the way, that's Karen in Oxford on the ceasefire text loop. We need to worry about Facebook influencing elections. How can they? I mean, why – That our, was the claim
2: when Trump was elected, sure was was. that Russia influenced the election elections through, via Facebook. Correct. And all the digging, all the investigating, all the, the the looking for dirt by the left and by the Democrats really amounted to a bunch of Facebook groups and meetups that never happened. Yep. And we're talking about Facebook groups of 10 to 15 people. It, that's a tough sell to tell me that influenced the election.
1: I've yet to find a person that said they voted based on what they saw on Facebook. I maybe there's some out there. I can tell you this. Well that goes back to the Cambridge Analytica thing. That's Information exactly right.
2: from that data set was used to personalize online campaigning. Correct. But that's not influencing the election no. any more
1: than any other campaign ad. Well I was going to say that I admit I try to influence elections. I make posts constantly that I hope influence people's thoughts. And, and a lot of times right now, I'm exposing the president and, and uh, his agenda. And sometimes going into more detail than people want to see. But my hope is, and I get called out, sometimes screenshotted, copied onto leftist websites, and just called every SOB in the book. You just can't imagine. <laughs> no, you probably can't. I just laugh at it. We'll take a break, we'll come back.
6: Clinton, Clinton Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. The
21: Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better faster.
1: The Waterford
20: on Highland Colony is much more than bingo and bread pudding. Call us to see why we're doing retirement right at the Waterford on Highland Colony in Richland. 601-856-6131.
11: 601-856-6131. The Waterford, proud sponsors of Old Miss Sports. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. U.S. Trade Ambassador Catherine Tai on Monday laid out the Biden administration's view of China trade, indicating the array of tariffs placed on more than $350 billion of Chinese imports would remain. Tai also opened the prospect that U.S. importers could receive tariff exclusions in some cases. While China has moved aggressively to meet its agricultural import goals under the former President Trump's Phase One trade agreement, the current U.S. trade ambassador on Monday said the Biden administration will demand China seek more meaningful reforms in a new round of trade talks. Trade Ambassador Tai on Monday laid out the Biden administration's view of the China trade indicating the array of tariffs placed on more than $350 billion of Chinese imports would remain and opened the prospect that U.S. importers would receive tariff exclusions in some cases. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network.
13: Where has pioneer corn seed development taken me today? Well, first of all, it's not day, it's night. I'm here in Linn County, Iowa. It's late July. It's humid. The wind is picking up and I can see lightning strikes on the horizon right now. Pioneer uses this plot to test its corn hybrids for standability. Local testing is one of the reasons Pioneer has seen improved root scores year after year. This is one of hundreds of fields across the country where Pioneer tests corn hybrids in all sorts of stresses. All to get to the strongest one hundredth of one percent of hybrids that make it into a Pioneer bag. A test plot in Linn County. Another place that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9
20: p.m. here on 97.3. Super Talk Jackson.
18: Are we going to do this?
0: Middays with Gerard
18: Gibbert.
20: Keep rolling.
8: Three, two,
0: one. On Super Talk, Mississippi. Well,
8: the nearest thing I can figure out is that they're born pregnant, which seems to be quite a time saver.
14: Leonard McCoy. I
19: met him when he was a student at Ole Miss I had a feeling he'd become a doctor He had the hands of a surgeon
1: (laughs) Very cool everyone, midday's coming at you on this Tuesday. It's urgent, little foreigner, Lou Graham, awesome stuff there. By the way, you heard the clip from the great Doctor McCoy. That was very really, really cool. Yeah, that was from
2: a season five, episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, where they actually went back in time to the Tribbles episode. And some character from Deep Space Nine mentioned they met Dr. McCoy at Ole Miss when he was a student.
1: Appreciate that, William, on the C-Spire text line for alerting us to that. I was not aware. Were you?
2: I want to say I remember hearing that somewhere along the line, but trivia has kind of always been yeah. a, a game for me.
1: <laughs> well, that's really cool. So we have a connection right here in Mississippi to Star Trek. <laughs> well, we're... The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, as the great Mister Spock said. Really cool. Okay, it uh, got gotta pass on a little woke news today. Woke news. We gotta find some music to introduce the woke news. We we'll have to think about that. We need some. We need some recommendations. So, Brandeis University we uh, we actually talked about this a few months ago when they published a list of offensive phrases and they also accompanied that list of each of those offensive phrases with helpful alternatives terms and phrases such as handicap space i'm so ocd and even trigger warning are problematic for reasons, well, you can probably figure those out on your own. Uh, But they recommended, so instead of OCD, (laughs) I'm very organized, detailed, (laughs) oriented, and instead of whipped into shape, which could evoke imagery of enslavement and torture, So, try to say, organize, spruce up, or put in order. (laughs) Don't say things like, killing two birds with one stone and beating a dead horse. Rather, Brandeis University recommends to describe such situations as multiple ways to accomplish the task. (laughs) feeding two birds with one seed and refusing to let something go.
2: (laughs) Ah, yes, feeding two birds with one
1: seed. (laughs) Okay. Be
2: careful, that is awful close to loaves and fish, and Christianity (laughs) is problematic to the left. That's exactly
1: right. So, up there at Adelphi University... They've taken it a step forward. They have an inclusive language guide as well, you might guess. (laughs) So, under its gender and sexuality section, (laughs) it says, of course, to use the term, term LGBTQIA+, of course, use the singular they when referring to someone whose gender is not specified people who are transgender may also have preferred pronouns. So they recommend using the non-binary pronoun they. Or comes now a new pronoun, simply capital V, the letter V, as in victory, rather than the traditional he and she. V, (laughs) otherwise known as five, According to, uh, you're right, the non-binary wiki, Bond V5, is a genderqueer cabaret performer.
2: (laughs) That's not a cabaret I want to go to. (laughs)
1: They also say in the guide, the Adelphi University guide, make sure black is capitalized when referring to people. Never use blacks. Be sure to say black student. Always use Native American. That is, unless a Native American tells you otherwise. Use gender-neutral terms such as chair instead of chairman. Humanity instead of mankind. And spouse partners instead of man and wife. Wheelchair user instead of disabilities. (laughs) We'll be right back. We've got Senator Bryce Wiggins joining us after the break. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
18: Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Facebook is accused of choosing profits over safety and democracy by a former product manager turned whistleblower. Francis Haugen tells senators
11: We can have social media we enjoy that connects us without tearing our democracy apart our democracy putting our children in danger, and sowing ethnic violence around the world. We can do better.
18: She says Congress should intervene. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says good progress is being made in talks between Democrats in Congress and the White House on how to pass infrastructure spending and a larger social spending plan. We will press ahead. Until we pass
6: both the bipartisan infrastructure bill and our build back agenda into law.
18: When leader Mitch McConnell says about White House claims that Democrats would only raise taxes on the rich. There's no way to set up the kind of massive, never-ending new entitlements that Democrats want without coming hard, hard after the middle class. America's listening to Fox News.
21: Some
16: lucky Californian matched the Powerball numbers last night to win the nearly $700 million jackpot. It had reached $699.8 million by the time of the drawing. That's the fifth largest in Powerball history. Five other tickets matched all five white balls to win a million, and a ticket sold in Tennessee won two million. The Powerball had been rolling over for months. The last time the jackpot hit was in June. This week is Mental Illness Awareness Week, and Wendy Bailey with the Mississippi Department of Mental Health says everyone has a role to play in ending the stigma.
8: It's not just your clinician or your primary health care physician. It's your minister. It's your friends. It's your neighbors. If we can break down those barriers and we talk about mental health in the same way that we talk about our physical health, then you lean on each other more and you change those beliefs.
16: One in five Mississippians will experience a mental health condition in their life. I'm Kelly Bennett.
9: Maybe you love the smell of freshly cut grass. Maybe you love the aroma of steaks on the grill. Steel has the outdoor power equipment to get you there. From the dependable performance of our leaf blowers to the legendary power of our chainsaws. Find your perfect backyard with outdoor power tools starting at just $139.99. Real Steel. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers and at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP available participating dealers while supplies last. Whether you look forward to working on your outdoor space... Or for what comes after. Battery power made by steel has the outdoor tools to get you there. From the reliable power of our chainsaws and mowers to the quiet performance of our blowers and trimmers, enjoy more of the sounds of fall with the AK Homeowner series of battery tools starting at one ninety nine ninety nine. dollars 99 Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP available participating dealers while supplies last.
16: Over 100,000 in demand letters has been issued following the arrests in two separate embezzlement cases in Yalabusha County. Catherine Brown is accused of stealing over
7: $70,000 by issuing and cashing checks addressed to multiple other employees while she was employed at Yalabusha General Hospital. Additionally, former county sheriff William Humphreys allegedly stole funds meant to provide educational and recreational resources to county inmates.
16: COVID cases appear to be on the decline in Mississippi. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says the number of ICU patients is going down. That's great news on the hospital front, but there are still substantial numbers of new admissions, 947 new COVID cases and 61 deaths are being reported today. There are 66 ongoing outbreaks in long-term care facilities. I'm Kelly Bennett.
20: To all the folks
10: in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi
0: 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: everyone middays with gerard and rhino in the super talk studios cranking through the week here on this tuesday going to be down at the beautiful mississippi gulf coast tomorrow middays will be broadcasting cruising the coast we'll be at the biloxi town green setting the show up rhino back in the studio taking care of business and speaking of the coast Senator Bryce Wiggins, he uh, represents District 52 in Jackson County on the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast. He's the chair of the Senate Judiciary A Committee. He's our guest now. Good afternoon, Senator. Thanks for joining us.
22: Good afternoon, Gerard. Can you hear me okay?
1: We got you, man. Good, Sounding good. Appreciate you coming Great. on the show.
22: Thank you for having me, and you're right. Uh, it's cruising down here, and I was uh, in Long Beach last night, and it got... Uh, kicked off well so it's a it's a great time down here
1: i'm looking forward to it headed down that way uh later on uh this evening and uh looking forward to getting the show cranking up down there no pun intended i've been seeing <laughs> <laughs> some of the some of the vehicles man it it's going to be something uh um, lots yeah, of cool I was, stuff.
22: I was talking to uh woody bailey who's the man been in charge for yeah gosh i guess since it started and uh he says we're we're on pace to set another record. Um so the more cars that come we can we can definitely meet that record. So yeah. look forward to it.
1: Yeah, I had Woody on last week talking about it. He's getting he was getting all pumped up. But in full swing now, we'll be down down there tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. Wanted to uh get your thoughts as we have from everyone from the legislature and, and state government. Uh, about the medical marijuana program, I think that's top of mind on a lot uh, to a lot of Mississippians what what's the latest you're hearing?
22: Yeah, so um, there's an agreement between the House and the Senate uh, and certainly the drafters. and I know I've seen the governor's uh, public comments about uh, it'll be sooner rather than later about uh, when he's going to call the special session. Um, I think the votes are there in the Senate um as is the case with any legislation and particularly one of this size uh i would expect there's going to either be some amendments or certainly some discussion but once the governor calls us into special session i think that uh you're going to see it pass okay. um and i haven't heard uh any any Reasons not to, and I know that on the House side, Lee Yancey has done a really uh, yeoman's job of working in that, and Senator Blackwell on the Senate side has done a great job of getting it there. So we're going to have some kind of bill. It's just we're waiting on the governor to call the special session.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, and that's pretty much consistent, uh, Senator, with what we've heard. We had Senator Blackwell on last week, uh, Representative Yancey on a couple weeks prior. And that's kind of what we're hearing. I had a, a short discussion with Lieutenant Governor Hoseman uh, late last week as well. And uh, it's same thing. So the governor said last week on Paul's show, sooner rather than later. So I don't, I'm not sure exactly what that <laughs> means. But uh, we, we kind of thought we'd be in session by now. But my guess is they're trying to still hammer out some of the details. So we had Commissioner Gibson on uh, yesterday. And it's no secret that he he's expressed his concerns about being involved, and his agency being involved, he, he being involved personally as well as his agency, uh, in the program. What are you hearing along those lines? And is there any thoughts you have about that you'd like to share?
22: Well, I haven't talked to Commissioner Gibson personally, but I worked closely with Commissioner Gibson uh, when he was in the House. Yeah, uh, we had a great working relationship. Very Christian man. Uh, we actually worked on criminal justice reform, and he's a man of principle. Now that being said, seventy-five percent of the people in the state of Mississippi have uh, voted for a version of medical marijuana, which was I internet. I'm sorry, Initiative sixty-five. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we heard in the hearings that was held by the Senate was that there should not be one agency that oversees the uh program and we heard this from uh multiple states hmm. and actually the point was made uh under initiative sixty five it was the department of health. Well the department of health is not in is not tasked with does, is not familiar with collecting revenue. And hmm. so that's and I'm that, using that as an example. So that's not what they do. And nor are they familiar with growing plants. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was why we ended up in general terms to this position. And we're not asking, at least the legislature is not asking Commissioner Gibson to, uh, you know, to do anything that would be uh, counter to his personal beliefs. Um, It's just it's an agency of state government that's been around for a long time and the legislature, uh in going through the whole process has determined that's the best way to do it. And by the way, as we heard in the hearings, other Department of Agriculture in other states have done this. So, you know, I think it's a little bit of um uh you know uh just blowing blowing the whistle for no reason
1: yeah i got you well he uh he seems pretty dug in and i i think he's uh i think that's an understatement but I, I you know and we'll see where all this goes but you gotta believe at a minimum this is causing some degree of difficulty for the uh the drafters as you've described them that have being representative Yancey and and uh Senator Blackwell and then of course the the leaders and the governor i mean this is an issue you it would be very risky to continue to include uh, some sort of authority uh, that would be uh, conferred to his department if he's not willing to, I guess, discharge those duties or if there's a conflict there or even a possible lawsuit that I think he's suggested he might file. Uh, That would be a problem.
22: Yes, yes it would. um, But, you know, I think I've been around long enough to know when people are, uh, you know, talking to the media and it ends up being, let's see what happens in the yeah. first place. The bill's not even passed yet. And, yeah. but I would say this, and this goes for any statewide official, but also for any member of the legislature, you take an oath to follow the law yeah. and to do that. And in Mississippi, the legislature makes the law. And if this becomes law, then I would hope that any statewide official would follow their oath and carry out the law. Now, they certainly would have a right to go change, to lobby the legislature and change it, and Andy Gibson, uh, like I said, is a very honorable guy. He knows how that works, and so you know what? You come back and you change it, which, by the way, Gerard, I will say, this is why, and it's it's a perfect example of why this program should... Should have always been handled by the legislature and not put in the Constitution like originally drafted because if it's put in the Constitution, you can't come back and tweak it without uh without another constitutional amendment
1: yeah, I understand, and that that has been that concern has been expressed uh numerous times, and i I, I see that as a valid concern as well. Uh, because it's a complicated thing, and and to I think expect that you could absolutely cover and address every possible issue, uh, and and draft that in one measure, drop that in the Constitution, and it, and everything be perfect after that. I, I think is being naive about reality, uh, in my yes. view. Yeah,
22: yeah, that's right. Hey, look, switching gears, yeah. and I know you've had some guests on your show about talking about Medicaid yep. and particularly about managed care. And I recently wrote an op-ed uh, that I put out there, and so you know, I'm not sure if you had some questions on that.
1: Uh, yeah, I was about to pivot to that. I appreciate that. I, I read your <laughs> I read your op-ed. I think we've. Uh, well, I don't want to. I, w- I don't want to violate uh, Adelphi University's uh, acceptable language uh, <laughs> rules, so I'm not going to say <laughs> we've already beat that horse to death. You can't say that, right, right? There's some other equivalent for that. I can't remember what it is. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I read your op-ed. Uh, we got about a minute left, and then we'll, we'll hold you over if you can stay on and talk talk about it in the next segment. But uh, explain, I guess, start with the uh, this whole concept of uh, a managed care organization, an MCO, uh, essentially overseeing or being the primary oversight of Medicaid in Mississippi and other states as well
22: yeah and yes, I can hang over, and Good. I'll just initially say that I was Chairman for four years of the Senate Medicaid Committee, which also meant that I handled the state budget for Medicaid, which is the single largest budget item yep. in the state of Mississippi and uh and if we need to take a break, I'm happy to yep. to go forward. A- Uh, On the other side of the break,
1: great. Yeah, let's do that. We uh, we're at a break right now, Senator. If you'll hang on, we'll come right back. We'll continue this discussion. This this is a good one, I think, to discuss and inform our users. Excuse me. I mean, still the IT business, our listeners and our audience. About. We'll be right back. Senator Bryce Wiggins is our guest. Stay with us.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 81. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 82. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 62. And for your Thursday, sunny conditions, high near 84. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon
17: Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free, over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening.
21: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis,
10: all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard. Gett. What? What? is
14: yeah. yeah. so awesome.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
14: <laughs>
5: back of this truck i warned you twice and now i'm riding you up i said officer what have i done he smiled and said Boy, you too much fun
1: welcome back everyone having too much fun here on middays What's that mean? Like our guest is senator bryce wiggins he's the chair of the senate judd a committee and he used to be the chair of medicaid over there in the senate so he knows a lot about that we were talking about these uh, managed care organizations, MCOs as they're called, the acronym for short, that uh, handle Medicaid in a lot of states, including the state of Mississippi. Please continue, Senator.
22: Yeah, thanks, Gerard. And I, I currently serve on the Medicaid committee as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, and what people need to understand, and you said it well, in every state, with the exception of a few, managed care is how Medicaid is run Mm -hmm. and when there are people who come on your show and other ones who talk about managed care as if it's the first thing or Mississippi's the only one doing it they're not telling the truth because every state in the nation except for a couple are handle Medicaid with a managed care organization now why is that because Honestly, as fiscal conservatives, and if you're a Republican, you should be a fiscal conservative, okay, it's to control the costs and manage the costs of an agency or a program that historically continues to go up and up and up. And so in 2000, I think it was 10 or 11 before I got in the legislature, the Mississippi legislature, in order to control costs and manage costs adopted managed care to manage Medicaid.
14: Mm-hmm. And
22: I want to I wanna add that every person in your listening audience who gets their insurance, their health insurance, through their work has some form of managed care. That's what it is. Yep. And so when I hear people come on your show and other places and talk about how managed care is bad for Mississippi or we're doing something that's unusual, we're not. And I actually, when I was chairman of the of Medicaid in the Senate committee, mm-hmm. um, we commissioned a managed care task force that we studied. We studied this issue, we published a report, and we published it on the Mississippi legislature website and it's out there for everybody to see. And if you go look at that report, you can see, everybody can see, where it says that place like Tennessee is 100% managed care, and in, I guess it's Connecticut, it's 5% managed care. Okay, Mississippi somewhere in between. So this is not a new concept, but the problem is we have to have it because Medicaid being an, uh, a social program that uh, continues to increase in costs we have to do something to address that. And so that's what managed care organizations for Medicaid do.
1: Yeah, and, and talk about more specifically, Senator, exactly what uh, the MCOs do. I mean, what what is, I guess, comprised in their managed care responsibilities under the contract. A lot of that has to do with uh, just organizing and uh, establishing the network of providers that provide services that are reimbursed under Medicaid. That's one of the main things that they do.
22: That's correct. So use your, if you work for a private employer, um, you have health insurance available to you. If you go access that health insurance... Within that program, there's going to be in-network and out-of-network providers. There's going to be things that are covered that aren't covered, and you pay a small pre you pay a premium and exchange eighty percent of the cost of that treatment, or in some cases, a hundred percent are paid for. Mm-hmm. Okay, to cover that, that's what managed care is in the Medicaid space. Only it's for Medicaid and the government, the state government the division of medicaid sends out bids for managed care companies to come in and bid and it increases competition and let me say this that if you are a republican and certainly if you're a fiscal re- conservative you want more competition you do and and gerard i'm really kind of surprised when i hear people who are who have the r behind their name and advocate for the government taking over more responsibility and managing or certainly directing a program. If you're a conservative and a fiscal conservative, then it seems to me like that's what you want is for t- taking private sector kind of philosophies and applying it to this government program, okay? And that's what's going on. And so the legislature, or certainly the Division of Medicaid, over the last certainly five years has gone from one managed care company to three, mm-hmm. and they may even go to four. It's not capped, and so that you can do that hmm. now i want to address i want to address it I'm sorry I want to address where some of this may be coming from it's coming from but because the attorney general rightfully so entered into a settlement with one of the managed care companies, but it was over drug prices, mm-hmm. okay. As I put in my op-ed, I 100% commend the attorney general, and price gouging and price uh, inflation is horrible, and actually, when I was a prosecutor, and that stuff went on after Hurricane Katrina, I, in my position as an assistant district attorney, uh, went after companies that were price gouging, okay? And so, I commend the attorney general for doing that, but... Um, and so certain people want to talk about, well, you know, this is a managed care site. No, it's not. Managed care is separate from the price side of this, and we should all want to contain costs in our programs.
1: Yeah. And the other issue, if I'm not mistaken, Senator, was with respect to uh, the price gouging situation with Centene, is that they just flat out weren't complying with the the terms of the of the contract with respect to how pricing uh was was calculated under Medicaid reimbursement is is that not correct
22: uh based on what i know that's correct yeah and yes the, the state of mississippi enters into these contracts and it's on uh like any contract let me say that you have to follow those yeah. and look team, shame on them and congratulations to the attorney general for holding their feet to the fire and accountability um, but that's not in the managed care side of this. And so for people to, it's the old throw the baby out with the bathwater, um, let's let's be more reasonable and understand what we're talking about here. Yeah. And so the alternative, Gerard, is what we had before managed care, and that was uh, Medicaid costs to the state budget going up and up and up to the point where it's currently the largest single budget item, and it's only going to continue to go up. It increases inflation. It increases 4 to 5% every year. And the revenues in the state of Mississippi don't keep up with that. So we have to do something. And so in exchange for, hey, manage this system, you, the companies, need to... To look at the costs and and be what is efficient and what is right for our for the citizens who are on Medicaid.
1: Yeah, what you get is predictability in terms of there the cost of the program, and it's in- incredibly difficult to uh, to run uh, state sort of annual budgetary programs that that are unpredictable. And then the second thing is you'd have a gigantic division of Medicaid, which is what we we had before, relatively speaking, that really isn't in that business, they're not in the business of working directly with providers and pharmaceutical companies and networks and uh, other insurance companies and all that sort of stuff. It just gets complicated, and then, of course, you, as you know, most of those costs go to the indigent elderly. Uh, that consume Medicaid costs, and then there's other layers involved in that, as you well know. And these managed care organizations are just they're they're more adept at that. They have more experience at that, and they bring to bear their sort of national experience into these sorts hey, of Yeah,
22: yeah. To that to that point, look, when I took over as Medicaid chairman, it literally took me probably a year and a half to really feel comfortable with all the stuff dealing with Medicaid yeah. and, the, and the payments and all of that. Do you think that some mm-hmm. uh, bureaucrat in the division of Medicaid can understand all that? And so you have people wanting to turn it back over to the government and back over to the bureaucracy yeah. versus a company uh, who has experience in that and knows all the ins and outs of that.
1: It's brutally complicated, as you well know. And I know I, I think the problem here is we just had a contractor to the state of Mississippi who who was not abiding by their contract, and the and the audit d- found that, revealed that, and we took action. That's the way it should be.
22: Yes, I, I I agree with that, and that's why you have an attorney general. And yep. kudos to General Fitch for doing that. Yeah. And you know what? Shame on Centene for taking advantage of people. Agree. But that's what that's what we call checks and balances, and we have to be diligent about that. Agree. And look, my guess is when the next contract comes up for managed care, which it does about every three years. You can bet they're, uh that's not going to look good on... The Waterford in
20: Ridgeland understands that during this pandemic, choosing the right retirement community is more important than ever. Not only do our residents enjoy exceptional services, but also the peace of mind that comes from knowing their health and safety are our number one priority. With safety in mind, our families are able to engage with loved ones during this pandemic, not disconnect. The Waterford offers spacious studios, one and two bedroom apartments. Come see why more people are making the safe step to retirement living at the Waterford today. Call us at 601-856-6131.
21: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. You wanted it, and it's back. Vicari Auctions is returning to the coast for
10: the 25th anniversary of Cruising the Coast. Four full days of auctioning bliss. Mustangs, Kudas. Chevelle's, Woody Wagons, all for sale at the Carry Auction, October 6th through the 9th. Hundreds of the finest collector cars are expected to cross the auction block. And over 700 memorabilia items offered. The Carry Auction has something for everyone. everyone. To register or get a sneak peek, visit vicariauction.com.
16: Some lucky Californian matched the Powerball numbers last night to win the nearly $700 million jackpot. It had reached $699.8 million by the time of the drawing. That's the fifth largest in Powerball history. Five other tickets matched all five white balls to win a million, and a ticket sold in Tennessee won two million. The Powerball had been rolling over for months. The last time the jackpot hit was in June. This week is Mental Illness Awareness Week, and Wendy Bailey with the Mississippi Department of Mental Health says everyone has a role to play in ending the stigma.
8: It's not just your clinician or your primary health care physician. It's your minister. It's your friends. It's your neighbors. If we can break down those barriers and we talk about mental health in the same way that we talk about our physical health, then you lean on each other more and you change those beliefs.
16: One in five Mississippians will experience a mental health condition in their life. I'm Kelly Bennett.
3: America's largest block party, Cruising the Coast, celebrates its 25th anniversary with non-stop fun and entertainment from October the 3rd through October the 10th on the Mississippi Gulf Coast from Moss Point to Bay St. Louis. Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be live on Wednesday, October the 6th from 10 till 1 p.m. at the Biloxi Town Green, a week of car cruising, entertainment, food, and fun. This event was recently rated the number one car show in the country by USA Today. For more info, visit CruisingTheCoast.com. That's CruisingTheCoast.com. It's America's largest block party with you and Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll see you there.
17: Nothing serves up healthy happiness like a plate of Mississippi pork. Looking for a dish that's high in protein? Try tender pork sirloin packed with 24 grams of protein and only 173 calories per serving. Or how about mouth-watering pork loin with 22 grams of protein and only 122 calories per serving? And the taste will have your family begging for more. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Pork Producers Association and the National Pork Board Checkoff.
1: Oh, yeah, little almond Brothers there. Get you fired up here on middays. Appreciate the senator coming on. apologize, folks, that uh, he may have got cut off there mid-sentence as the computer took us to break. But what he said was, essentially, if they breach their contract, talking about an MCO, in this case, Centene in Mississippi, doesn't look good on their resume because he's right. They're trying to sell those services to other states, and they already have gone down having been sued by three states, as the senator indicated, for breach of contract. So, and it, you know, it's it's hard to tell whether or not it was malicious or gross negligence. Either way, they, they busted their terms of their contract and they got to pay. But and when he talks about the line item in the state, what he's really saying is the combination, he's right, of federal and state funds. Because it is a combined program that actually exceeds our entire general fund. That's how big Medicaid is. There are, last I checked, about seven hundred twenty thousand enrollees on uh, the free health insurance program, Medicaid. About four hundred thousand of those are children in the in the various children's categories of covered coverage. Uh, but. <clears throat> In doing some analysis, most of the expense, in fact, is consumed by the indigent elder, elderly who do also quali- – they are a category which qualifies for, for Medicaid. So I know someone said – there, and there's a lot of people that believe we should uh, totally drop Medicaid. Do away with Medicaid. Too much fraud. Too many people on this program that shouldn't be – there's no question there's, there's waste, fraud, and abuse in Medicaid and Medicare. There's more in Medicare, actually, than there is Medicaid. I doubt we'd get many folks on this text line that would say, let's do away with Medicare. And I know a common response would be, well, I pay for Medicare. Actually, the amount of money the average be- Medicare recipient receives in terms of, of um, benefits dramatically exceeds what they paid in for it. That's why it's upside-down broke and and going to be broke in about three years, totally broke, if the government doesn't act. We don't do something. Latest report I saw said we need to raise the payroll deduction uh, from the present level of about 15.5%. That's combined employer and employee to about 21% to stabilize both Social Security and Medicare funds. So it's a complicated matter. The waste, fraud, and abuse of Medicaid, no question, needs to be addressed, needs to be rooted out, needs to be ended. But it's not as people think because I think most people have this view that it's able-bodied adults that are tapping into the program and receiving benefits when, in fact, that's not the case because Mississippi did not expand Medicaid, and that's who would be covered. That's the group that would be covered, would be able-bodied adults uh, with an income below 138% of the federal poverty level, household income, and that's about 18000 bucks a year. It's not a lot of money to qualify. So uh, it's a problem to me in that Mississippi has the largest percentage of its population enrolled in the program. I mean, you think about it: seven hundred twenty thousand in a state with two point nine million. What I'd like to see us focus on is how do we grow our economy? How do we create more opportunity? How do we get more people employed in situations where they don't have to have Medicaid? And <clears throat> because even children that are on the program, that's because their household income, even though the parents don't qualify, the children do in those situations, and it's based on household income. There are different programs, but I think in Mississippi that can go up to 250% of the federal poverty level. So, you know, again, I say the way to address that problem is get more people gainfully employed with uh, higher incomes so that they are not burdened with Medicaid, and not burdening us with Medicaid, because it is totally paid for with taxpayer money, $75 million in this country now. 75 million on Medicaid. and That's with 12 states not expanding. Mississippi being one of those. It might be 11 now. I think another one just um, voted to expand. But it's it's a problem. It costs us the state uh, about 900 million a year, and the in the federal government chips in about 4.5 billion a year. So you can do the math there and see where that adds up. It's it's just a it's a giant problem. all started in 1965 when the then-President Johnson signed it into law. Big old problem. Uh, let's see here. The problem is not the managed care. It's not being supervised correctly, and the current providers are a joke. I mean, the question is, uh, th- there are some reports that say the outcomes aren't that good from Medicaid providers. One thing to keep in mind is Medicaid reimburses at about two-thirds on average of what private insurance reimburses, and therefore not many providers accept it because of the low reimbursement rate. There are some organizations that have kind of specialized in just providing services that are paid for by those who have Medicaid insurance. You see some of that out and about in these community health centers and so forth, and they get other federal grants to assist in that effort. But, yeah, it's. I think that the number is, especially in the specialists, in, in the realm of, of medical specialists, you don't see a lot that accept Medicaid. Um, virtually all the hospitals do. But the bigger problem is just the uninsured. It's just those who receive services that just can't and don't pay and and that burdens all everybody else that does pay essentially all those costs have to be covered somehow so these are just complicated matters in health care that have been around forever and of course obamacare was going to solve all that It, it didn't the proponents of that would say well that's because trump let the mandate go away and because states didn't expand medicaid you just go down the list you know of all the uh uh, all the reasons that they would cite for that. There was uh, something else that I saw on here that uh, I'm going to try to find. Yeah, government regulation. This is on the ceasefire text line from the 228. Government regulation of big tech likely will make things worse. But government already is highly involved. Why can't government force big tech to pay me for the use of my data? Tech makes lots of money from user data. Why can I not get a taste? Well, I completely disagree with that because that is socialism. That is the government forcing a business model on a private company. You are not compelled to sign up for any of those platforms. It is totally 100% voluntary. If you don't want to share your data and use those platforms, which, by the way, are free. That's what they pay you. Yeah, it free. would be
2: different if you had a subscription service, like if you were paying for, say, Netflix, right? and there was, in the terms of service, Netflix says, we're not going to sell your data or make a profit on your data or use your data in any way like that, Yeah, which I don't think they have that in their terms of service, but I don't. if they did, and you were paying for the subscription, then you'd have a leg to stand on if they used your data. But if it's a free service, like a social media platform... That's why it's free. Yeah. You're free. offering them data they can make money
1: on. You could see this coming uh twenty five years ago. I remember writing about this. There's gonna be a time when your data, your information is gonna be your most valuable asset. And what you get in exchange for that is use of the platform, which costs a whole bunch of money. So they're providing those services to you for free. You're not compelled to do it, you don't you don't have to sign up. We got a time runner to do our giveaway? Oh, yeah. We got uh, Earth,
2: Wind, and Fire tickets to give away today. Because on October 16th, Earth, Wind, and Fire is going to be at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon. Tickets for the show are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But now you got a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire for free. All you got to do is be the 17th person to text into the C text line 601-879-4395. Be the 17th person to text in the word EARTH, and you'll win a pair of tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire on October 16th at the Brandon Amphitheater.
1: There you go. So, uh, my friend, our friend Casey, down on the Gulf Coast in Ocean Springs, I believe she might be on the school board down there. You still on the school board, Casey? She said that uh, she spoke yesterday uh, to the Jackson County Republican Women, and she spoke about critical race theory in the schools. And, and, and Casey and I have talked about this uh, a fair amount. And I've asked our our audience to let us know if you know examples of where this stuff's being pushed on the schools. And and she did. She said it's not a, not a, just an issue in Ocean Springs in her district. It's not any one district that these. Ideologies are being planted in curricula and textbooks, etc. cetera, and maybe the state needs to get involved. Could be from the State Department of Education. Kind of sad we have to do that. But I, I hear you, Casey. Let's talk about that some more. We'll be right back. We've got final segment here on Middays. We've probably got a winner too to the EWNF concert. Stay with us.
7: Back to living
3: your best life. No drip roofing and construction online at nodripms.com. Whatever mother nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
0: With everything you need to take on your day, wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
12: All right, we
0: are back. On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Little super tramp bumping us into this segment. Big tech has bought out competitors as they began to grow or shut them out, i.e. parlor. No, they didn't. Business models favors current tech and protected by government. Naive to think government not aiding current large donors. Who is looking out for users? That's on the ceasefire text line. What do you want the government to do? You want the government to say, I mean, we already have that. We, we we have regulations that, and I don't agree with them, that will often block business combinations and acquisitions. So we have that. Nobody shut out Parler. I mean, Not bottom, from the government standpoint. No. no. The market did. You know, we had this big wave of users that all said they were dumping and going to parlor, never coming back. Didn't work. Business failed. Failed miserably. It's, and i tell you why. I've, I've watched this in the technology business since I've been in it, which goes back to 1980. They're, they're just, there's something about it such that you, it's it's not a good thing to have so many choices. It's, it's different in technology because standards are built around uh, sort of single sources, and it, that's not really anti-competitive, it's just, hey, if, if you want to compete with those standards, you want to be plugged in and be widely available and usable, you've got to adhere to those standards. And once those standards take hold, I, I just can remember vividly the PC operating system wars. You don't hear about that anymore, but there was a time when IBM with their OS2 was at war with Microsoft. To see who was going to win superiority on the desktop, you know anybody using OS two?
2: And the poor Linux penguin was just sitting over there going,
1: "Where yeah. everybody go?" Yeah, exactly what happened. And then IBM bought Linux, Red Hat. So, uh, so you really got two choices: you got Apple or you got Windows. There's not they're not preventing for the most part now, um, in terms of penetration of the market. It's 99.999% of the market by those two. You, you're welcome to go create another operating system. Good luck. Because then you've got to go get all the software companies to write their software in such a way that it's compatible with your, your operating system. And it's got to be compatible with the hardware makers. It's, that's the problem with all that stuff. So in the case of social media, how many do you need it's it's hard enough to keep up with the few we have.
2: Well, it seems like anytime something new comes out, they they make some big waves, lots of talk, lots of influencers get involved in it, and then they sell to Twitter or Facebook or somebody like that. I mean, that's that's why you have or you had. I don't think it's still on there with the the Twitter fleets or whatever they were. The little right, right. basically TikTok on Twitter. Right. Because so some, TikTok became the new big thing. Everybody's like, "Oh, yeah. I need
1: 6 seconds of video." Yeah. So somebody's telling me that I'm wrong about Parlor. No, I'm not. The government had nothing to do with Parlor. Nothing. Zero. Private companies don't I don't agree that a private company should be forced by the government to sell something to an, another party in this case Parlor. It is true that they had difficulty finding data centers to host their platforms. But they did finally get that done. That happened. So, this person says, they were shut down overnight, immediately shut down. You're a liar if you say that. No, I didn't say that at all. Who shut them down? If you said the government shut them down, you're not telling the truth. Like the government sent IT people in there and said, shut those servers down. That did not happen. The market is what shut them down. That's just a fact. And you're welcome to go create your own platform. Nobody is keeping you from doing that. Amazon didn't shut out Parlor, they just simply said, We're not going to host your gear. Do you want the government to force Amazon to do that? I don't. I don't want them to force any business. That's no different than forcing a baker to bake a cake for somebody they don't want to bake it for. No difference whatsoever. This person says, not the government. The platform was pulled. Who pulled it from them? It's just simply not true. It's a misunderstanding a- of
2: the Internet. Yeah, exactly.
1: We got to go. We're out of time here today. We're going to be down and cruising the coast tomorrow. Stay safe and God bless everyone.
18: A
0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.